Welcome back, SFL Nation. Welcome back to SFL Nights with AJ Schrecker. Thank you so much for joining me today or tonight. Whenever you decided to push that play button, I really do appreciate it, guys. I hope that you had a fantastic week and weekend. You know as best as you can with what's going on around here. Hope you all are staying well out there, staying home, you know. And if you are, you have some fantastic football to watch. It was a great week. Week 11 is in the books. And, again, what a week it was. We didn't have too many close games this week. I think you found out, you know, why the playoff, why the teams that actually clinched the playoffs did so in a huge fashion. I think it was only three games that were actually very close. Denver versus um, Vancouver. I think that was like a three-point difference. Um, Houston versus London was only a one-point difference, which is crazy. And then the Baltimore Vultures were against the Florida Storm, and that was a seven-point difference, you know. So it was some really, really good games. The rest of them were like pretty much blowouts. So if you want any information, if you want actual scores of the game, um, please visit www.simulationfl.net to see scores, to see a few highlights, to um, if you want to get to know some of the team members, their rosters, everything is right there. League history, all of it. Um, I have a great show planned for you tonight. I have a little bit of help on the show. My SFL chat around the water cooler will be performed by Mr. Fox Highwind of the Atlanta Swarm. Just couldn't get enough. Had to come right back. I understand. I appreciate it, too. <laughs> and I'm also going to do my Players of the Week. Well, Week 11 review featuring um, outstanding players of that week, Team of the Week, and my picks for Week 12. And I have my fourth and goal interview featuring Mr. Jacob Clear of the Houston Hyenas, offensive coordinator. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hey, how's it going, guys? It's Fox High Wind. So I live in Tennessee. Uh, I play linebacker for the Atlanta Swarm. And I will be playing in the SFL minors for the Boise Mud Dogs as the running back. Uh, I joined the league last November, about a month before the draft. I uh, wasn't drafted, but uh, shortly thereafter, I was signed uh, to a non-contract linebacker with Atlanta. And I'd heard a lot about how good the locker room was over there and how good of a coach that Mark was. So. You know, I like Atlanta teams anyways. It was kind of a no-brainer to sign. Plus, Dave Axis and I had become pretty good friends. He lives uh, only about an hour and a half from me, so, you know, you know that was kind of a, a really nice bonus there. I've had the best time uh, playing in Atlanta. Mark's a great coach. He's easy to talk to. And uh, for, for those of you who don't know Mark that well, I'm telling you, the dedication he puts into his team players each week's game plan it's no one no one works harder I'm uh, it's it's incredible it, he's 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 a great leader uh, always in the locker room and and always talking his guys up you know 
the uh, the rest of the locker room is positive too. Even when we lost earlier this season, you know, there's no doom and gloom. It was all respect to Baltimore, and then how we how we could improve. No no blame or looking at looking at each other and being sad. It was it was it was actually a positive loss. So that's the only downside that I really have to playing in the SFL minors is I'm really going to miss being a part of the swarm. But uh, I'll always hold Atlanta in a high regard in the SFL. And I appreciate the, the chance they gave me and let me play over there. So I've got a project coming up that I'm doing. Um, I need plenty of volunteers for it. So I'm, I'm putting some feelers out there looking for both rookies and vets. Bring all your SFL, SFL minor, even some unrelated general questions to me, and I'll see if I can get something going. Um, can't say too much about it right now, but just bring what you can, send me DMs, and, uh, and that will really help me out. I appreciate it. I also like helping out new rookies when they need it, when they come in. I don't always welcome them in, into the chat. There's been so many. Um, we've grown so much. But I remember how confusing it was when I joined. You know, it's, and it's gotten more complicated recently. I try to get involved in, in the everyday chat. Uh, due to the hours I keep, I usually get onto Discord when there's very few people online. Um, so I get onto Facebook Live every morning around 2 a.m. Um, started out hanging out on my porch and just telling stories about my life. And it's turned into an opportunity for me to make a difference in the lives of anyone who needs it. Whether it's a kind voice, keeping someone company, giving perspective when someone needs advice, even you know sharing some past experiences from... Uh, you know, depression when someone comes on there and is talking about hurting themselves, which does happen. It's crazy. I, I did the death nut challenge, some of you know, to raise money for a friend to help her get out of an abusive relationship. And now that this coronavirus stuff is upending everyone's lives, I find that people need more support than ever. So uh, if anyone's listening, needs to talk, wants to hang out just chat for a little while you know if, if you're lonely and, and you, you want to just hear a friendly voice you know everyone has a, a standing invitation to come and, and hang out with us you know it's always open to everyone or you know just send me a message uh, or if you don't feel like hanging with anybody you just need somebody to talk you can send me a message anytime I'm 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 always here to listen So the SFL minor rosters were just released, I believe last night, yeah. It was really cool to see all the fellow rookies finally get assigned to their teams. I know they're really excited about it. Congratulations to everyone. Uh, so I decided to take a look at the rosters last night, and I've got some thoughts for each team. Well, maybe not each team, but I've got some thoughts for... Uh, for the, the minor league season and some predictions that I think might happen is based on a rating system that I kind of just thought of while I was 
reading the rosters. But that's beside the point. Uh, it's legit either way. So currently, only five of the eight teams have kickers. Now, obviously, I think that's going to change because more people are going to come in. There's going to be a lot of spots. We'll have more kickers. But I just think that was really interesting. Out of all the people that signed up, we only have five kickers. Uh, offensively, two teams stand above the rest. Five are kind of bunched in the middle a little bit. And then one is, like, no question, hands down, kind of in the cellar. Defensively, three teams are right there tied for the best-looking defense, uh, in my opinion. Um, then there's a couple others right after them, not not very far behind. And then there's a huge drop-off, and there's three. The, the other three teams are kind of limping across the finish line when it comes to being defensive. It seems that Lincoln... Uh, has the best offense, but also one of the worst defenses. And on the flip side, Birmingham has one of the top defenses, but they rank to me last in offense. Um, Annapolis is the only team with a top three offense and defense, and they also have a kicker, you know, someone a little bit better than the generic fool on the field. But they're also not the highest rated team in my uh, metrics. Now in the playoffs, uh, I'm, I'm going to predict that Boise, my dogs, yeah, uh, they're going to win against Albuquerque. Annapolis is going to beat Lincoln in a thriller. And then my Boise Mud Dogs will be winning the first ever SFL minor league championship. Maybe it's a little biased, uh, but it does look like we've got a good team and looks like we're going to have a good season. It uh, just depends on the way that the, the dice rolls and uh, R62, if he's wearing his, his prescription glasses or if he, uh, if he forgot them that day, I guess. So um, uh, I am, I, I, like I said, a little biased in that, but... Yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be fun regardless. I think it's gonna be a blast to to see a bunch of new faces having their names called on the field and just uh, growing from there for the league. Well, I guess that's a wrap. Um, I'm gonna head out. I want to thank AJ for inviting me back and for inviting me to the water cooler. And I look forward to seeing each and every one of you in the chat and on the field and uh, ready to have a, a good season in the minors and can't wait for the draft. And you guys all have a great day. See you later. Thank you so much, Fox. I really do appreciate your help. All right, so week 11 in review, picks for week 12. Now, we did, like as I alluded to before, had some fantastic games this week. Uh, and here is a list of the standouts from the games. So, running back Keith Swearingen for the Charleston Predators had a great game with 34 carries. To go on 298 yards, four touchdowns, and his longest carry was 62 yards 
kicker, Kramer Jackman. What's up, Kramer? For the Denver Night Wings, went five for five. Field goals, as long as field goal was 46 yards. Wide receiver Bryce Battle, also from Denver, had six kick returns for 211 yards and a 93-yard kick return touchdown. Wide receiver D.R. Sims. What's up, Dr. Wazen? <laughs> Houston Hyenas had 12 catches, 165 yards, two touchdowns. His longest reception was 26, but he actually set an all-time record for uh, reception touchdowns, and I believe it's at 89. So congratulations, sir. Fantastic feat. Defensive tackle, William Davidson for London had five tackles, one assists, three sacks, and five tackles for loss. Wide receiver Boo Chisholm for Atlanta had five catches, 204 yards, uh, two touchdowns, and his longest reception was 77 yards. Free safety, Anthony Wyo for Jacksonville. Had nine solo tackles, three assisted, one pass deflection, and a 69-yard pick six. Very nice, sir. Wide receiver Liam Hammer for Chicago had seven catches, 133 yards, four touchdowns, and his longest reception was 38 yards. Kicker Cole Varner from Mexico City went four for four field goals, and his longest field goal was 48 yards. And last but not least, strong safety, Max Jackson for the Las Vegas Fury had seven solo tackles, three assisted, one sack, one tackle for loss, one pass deflection, three interceptions, and 97-yard pick six. And, you know, all of that was all against us, man. That's messed up. But congratulations. Congratulations to you, um, to everybody, you know, for having a great week. And if you're looking to hear your name on that list, go out and do what you have to do to hashtag make an impact. And um, the actual players of the week wound up being kicker Kramer Jackman. Defensive uh, player of the week was Max Jackson. And the offensive player of the week was Liam Hammer. And from what I just told you, those stats they definitely deserved it. And I would say for my team of the week, which is a very hard choice, um, but I want to say probably the Houston Hyenas versus the London Knights. Um, great game. One point difference. So close. As I said before, there were some teams that won 7-45, to 17-23. So... But those, you know, it was it was kind of a pull-away moment. There was a, a moment maybe in the second or third quarter where those teams just continued to drive and they, they put their foot on the pedal and did not stop. Um, but for the Houston and London game, I found it quite interesting. I mean, obviously because of the one-point difference. Um, but they were, they were pretty close in everything, so... They were close, in a sense, to the score and even like the time of possession. But for instance, like the Houston Hyenas had 273 yards passing against London Knights, 196. Um, but London kind of made up for it with having 169 yards rushing to Houston's 101. So, you know, they kind of balanced. Each team was balanced, I would say. Um, Houston had two passing touchdowns and one rushing touchdown, while London had just one passing touchdown. 
um, and looks like they scored, London scored seven points in the first, seven in the second, and three in the third and the fourth. Whereas Houston took their time to score. They didn't score into the third quarter, which was a touchdown. But um, fourth quarter, they really turned it on and scored two touchdowns, made it happen. And D.R. Sims actually had a fantastic game. He broke a record for reception, um, all-time reception touchdowns again. Congratulations, sir. So, you know, records was broken they actually had to go all the way to Queensway to win this game, so it was an away game for them. Um, a lot of great factors, too. Uh, Kentez Johnson had a pretty decent game, going 25 for 36, two passing touchdowns. Um, he was sacked five times, but no interceptions. That is definitely um, the key. And for, like, the London Knights, Angus went 20 for 32, one passing um touchdown but he had two interceptions so those interceptions will definitely make or break your game I should know I threw five against Las Vegas Fury um, and I got sacked five times just that was not a good game we wound up losing yeah just switching gears you know just for a bit um, with our game we like for instance with Las Vegas they were actually, they scored two touchdowns in the first quarter, um, six points in the second, three points in the, first, in the fourth, and we only scored during the fourth quarter. And I believe that was like towards the beginning of the fourth quarter, and it's a touchdown. Um, off an interception from Kanye Rockefeller, and DJ Moses ran it in, which, you know, I'm glad we didn't get shut out, but definitely did not have the game that we, you know, wanted to have with them. I mean, passing yardage, 100, theirs is 166, ours is 291. Rushing for Las Vegas here definitely made a difference in this game. They had 154 versus ours 57. Um, we had one rushing touchdown, they had one passing. Actually, I believe they had a couple more passing than that. But, um, yeah, they were just better with the ball all around. I mean, five sacks, I got sacked five times, had five interceptions. So whenever you make those mistakes, you know, and, you know, I'm very careful with the ball, that, that kind of stuff happens. So lesson learned. Um, I learned that we actually still have a chance to make the playoffs as long as we win our game and a few other games have to balance our way in order to do it. But, I mean, there's still a chance. So <laughs> wish us luck. AZ Scorpions. Speaking of which, what I could do is actually go over a little bit of the playoff picture before I do my week, my picks for week 12. And the playoff picture goes as follows. The Atlanta Swarm still sitting at number one at 10 and one. The Vancouver Legion sitting at eight and three. The Jacksonville Kings at seven and four. We got the Charleston Predators sitting at seven and four. The Baltimore Vultures, seven and four. The Sioux Falls Sparrows at 7-4 as well, along with the Queen City Corsairs. The Chicago Wildcats and the Las Vegas Fury are, well, actually the Las Vegas, I'm sorry. Chicago Wildcats are 6-5, and five, and the Las Vegas Fury, with that win, was now 5-6, and six, along with the Florida Storm. Now, that are the top, those are the top 10 teams. 
after that, you have Denver, St. Louis, Mexico City, Tulsa sitting at five and six as well, and Arizona and New Orleans sitting at four and seven, waiting for their chance for one of them to slip up. See who's gonna, you know, wind up dropping. See if it's gonna break, you know, fall our way. But uh, that is the playoff picture. If you actually want to see this for yourself, please visit www.simulationfl.com. Net, join our Discord. Go to the welcome page, introduce yourself. Oh, I'm sorry, introduction page to introduce yourself. And you'll be led into our wonderful, wonderful community. And you'll get a chance to see all of this there. Um, Yeah, so it's going to be some fantastic games. And I still think it's amazing that the top-ranking teams that normally make it every year, Florida Storm, um, the Mexico City Aztecs, um, even the Chicago Wildcats, even the Baltimore Vultures are not, you know, the top-ranked seeds as they normally would be, you know. Atlanta did their thing. Mark Chizzy over there is doing his thing, doing handling both sides of the ball and being the owner. I still don't understand how he does it, but he gets it done. So kudos to everybody, and uh, good luck to us. Now, my picks for week 12. All right, so my picks for week 12 uh, goes as follows. So Saturday, April the 4th, Houston will be taking on Seattle at 12 p.m. These are all Eastern times, by the way, on our uh, Twitch programming, Twitch TV, and Simulation FL. Um, I am going with, ooh, Houston had a really good week, but I'm going to choose Seattle to win just by a slight margin over there. Um, New Orleans Pharaohs are taking on the Baltimore Vultures. I'm going to go with Baltimore. I think um, Baltimore is definitely going to have what it takes to win this game. They're playing at 12.05 p.m. on YouTube. Simulation uh, football YouTube channel. London at Chicago taking place at 4 p.m. on For the Fans Network. I am going to go with Chicago on this one. The Florida Storm will be taking on Mexico City. Again, two normal top-ranking teams battling it out for that spot at 9 p.m. on For the Fans Network. I am going with Florida Storm, probably by a touchdown. Sunday, April the 5th, Tulsa will be taking on the Charleston Predators at 3 p.m. on For the Fans Network. I am going with Tulsa on that one. St. Louis versus Carolina. Now, St. Louis actually had a fantastic game this week, too. They won by a large margin, I believe. So, I'm going to kind of roll with St. Louis. I think that they're going to eke that one out over Carolina at 5 p.m. on For the Fans Network. Arizona will be taking on Quiggy City, and I'm never going to go against my team. So, I'm choosing Arizona to win this game. That's going to take place at 7 p.m. on For the Fans Network. And last on that players car Atlanta versus Las Vegas at 9 p.m. on For the Fans Network and I'm going with Atlanta on that one as well. Monday April the 6th Vancouver will be taking on Sioux Falls and that's 7 30 p.m. on For the Fans. I will be going with I think Vancouver is going to actually eat that one out probably by a touchdown. I would say. And last but not least, 
Denver at Jacksonville. Great game. Uh, taking place at 9.30 p.m. on For the Fans. I'm going with Jacksonville on this one. I know Denver, I know they they have that steamroll going, but uh, I think Jacksonville got a little bit more to prove. So we're going to see how everything works out. Um, I haven't been too bad with my selections, but I have been wrong before. I've been on a roll with the nose before. So, <laughs> All right, y'all. Next up, we have my fourth and go interview with Mr. Jacob Clear, all the way from Australia. Enjoy. And welcome back to my fourth and goal interview. Tonight's guest is Mr. Jacob Clear of the Houston Hyenas. He is the assistant offensive coordinator for the team. Now, I had to do this uh, interview a little bit differently than I normally would. He's in Australia, and of course, I'm in Atlanta, Georgia. So I basically had him record his part, and I had to record mine, and this is what it came out to be. I hope that you enjoy. Welcome to the show, Jacob. I'm so glad to have you here. I'll start by saying um, thank you for having me on the show. Uh, and I'll start with... Yes, I'm glad for you to be here, Jacob. And I want to start off by asking, how has the SFL impacted your life? So tell me, Jacob, what was the first SFL game that you watched? And tell us about that experience. I can't really remember the first uh, game I watched specifically, but it would have been in round one. Um, I initially thought it was just this uh, crazy fancy world that a lot of people lived in, but as you sort of get further into the league and further interested, sort of really get to appreciate uh, how, how good it is and how professional but also how enjoyable it is so if you do initially uh, believe that it is a bit out of the ordinary give it some time and it will eventually make a lot of sense to you alright so tell me what is the Houston Hyenas locker room like reasons why I actually was highly interested in re-signing for him uh, in the draft. I was I made every attempt to try and basically pick a position that they were in need of in the draft. I made my progressions and I just really wanted to stay in that space. Um, okay, okay. I definitely understand that. 
Tell me, what's it like being on the stats team? Stats is really fun. Um, that was something that I was, again, trying to look for stuff to do and that sort of got brought up in conversation and I looked into it and haven't really looked back. I've, I felt a lot more comfortable doing it now, um, having done it for most of this season. Um, and if you are looking to potentially get some pedigree in the league and, and some name value, um, that is one of the best ways of doing it. Um, it's not overly difficult once you understand it, um, but it's a lot of fun to get behind the broadcasters. And, uh, but it's also nice if you're looking to do coaching or potentially ownership in the distant future. It's nice to have that name value uh, set in stone. Okay, great advice. Speaking of advice, can you give us some, can you give our rookies some advice on just being in the SFL? My advice for rookies is to advocate for yourself. Um, look out, um, hit up GMs, hit up owners, see what they are in need of in the draft, uh, and try and pick that position that you want to go for. Um, and just assess your best option uh, is my best advice, that's what I did. Uh, you have benefit if you have had a non-contract season, if you're able to get behind that team and know what they're going to need next season. That's how I knew I wanted to play cornerback. But that would be my best advice, is just to stick to your progressions um, and know what position you want to play for, uh, know what position you want to play and know what team you want to play for. Great advice. Tell me, what are your plans for the next five years in SFL and in real life? My, uh, my plan in the next five years in the SFL, it's, uh, it's a very vague question, uh, but I want to continue what I'm doing now. It's just taking up every opportunity that I can, um, that I can willingly take and uh, just enjoy my time. I'm not one to sort of... I'm not looking at ownership. I'm really happy with being at Houston and I'm just happy as it is. Um. All right. Well, Jacob, I know that you're busy. I know I just caught you getting into the stats truck. I know you got a game going, getting ready to start. So I really do appreciate your time, sir. You are invited to come back on the show whenever, whenever you feel like it. Um, but at the end of this, at the end of the show, normally what I like to do is have my guests give us a little song, or maybe a poem, or just some simple shout-outs. Um, and you can do that for anybody that you like. So right now, the floor is yours. Uh, finally, yeah, I'm I'm not one for singing, but I'll give a quick shout-out to um, our newest additions, our mid-season additions. Um, our kicker, Jaquan Colgate, uh, our wide receiver, Brian Harrell. Um, they were our two most recent ones. Um, so cheers for joining on board. I hope to see you next season. All right, fantastic. Thank you so much, Jacob, for your time. Have a great night. And that was it. That was actually very fun to do. Um, it's very tricky sometimes in making sure that you're getting everything timed properly. But hey, you know, if you want to get 
that interview, sometimes you have to make the extra effort too. So, Jacob, thank you so much for being on the show. everybody and that ends the show for tonight i really do appreciate you taking the time out to listen i want to thank fox highland again and jacob clear for being on the show pleasure to get to know you jacob and fox is always a pleasure having you if you've heard the show want to be on please just dm me be more than happy to bring you on too as long as our schedules can meet up be happy to make it happen for you Looking forward to bringing you another great podcast next week. But until then, y'all have a fantastic day, fantastic night. Please stay safe, stay well, and striker.